This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. For this question, I want to ask you about the preaching and congregational dynamic when it comes to preaching through hard sayings in Scripture or sometimes disputed sayings in Scripture, mm-hmm. um, especially ones where somebody could be on one or the other side of this question, um, where they're not going to be unorthodox if they're holding to one or the other. And the, and the reason I bring this up is because over my time here at Founders, you've preached a couple times through uh, your view of divorce and remarriage. Right. And, um, and you've done that often at times when there's some growth in the church or where there's new people coming and you feel like it's important to address it, and it is being addressed in the passages that you're preaching through, such as Matthew. And so that's why I want to ask you that, because a lot of times people come to the church and uh, they're not familiar with that, and and they might have even been divorced themselves, or they have family members. They may have even might have even encouraged somebody else right. to divorce their spouse and to be remarried um, in a new relationship. And then they hear what you're preaching, mm-hmm. and they're feeling, "Well, this is totally different. I've never heard this before." What's the dynamic there? What is the congregation's responsibility as they hear the word preached? Yeah, and as you as you already noted, I mean, it it um, it's not just. We're thinking now about disputed issues, but it's also about issues that the church across the board is is largely unified on. They're just hard sayings. They're hard things for people to hear if they're young in the faith, not had much teaching. So I think I think before we think about the congregation, I just want to start for just a moment on the side of elders, on the side of mm. our responsibility. That that some some things that we must be characterized by that will help a congregation do its part on this, and that is the church needs to be convinced. This is not something like we're, we're aiming at convincing them of. This, is, this has to do with our character, has to do with what's true of us, mm. and that is the congregation needs to be convinced that our only motive in teaching the Word of God is to be true to the Word of God. Mm. So what we're about is not trying to sell our own opinions, our own view of things. In fact, what we need to demonstrate over the course of time is that our own minds and hearts are submitted to the authority of God's holy words, the, the scriptures. So if, if I meet with a passage that would expose my own wrong thinking or wrong decisions that I've made, the word of God stands and I have to bow. I have to, I have to change. And when you demonstrate that over the course of time, then the congregation gains confidence that whether someone, whether everyone would agree with you or disagree with you, you've been careful in what you're saying. Mm. So you're not saying this off the cuff. You're not saying this with you know, just a sliver of evidence. You've actually studied the issue. And so that's, that's one aspect of it, Josh. I think mm. the congregation is, is better able to respond properly when we've done a good, good job of demonstrating over the course, you know, in, in this case, many years, that, that we respect, we reverence God and we respect His Word. We mm-hmm. tremble at His Word. So we're, we're not after establishing our own thoughts. We're, we're after submitting to God's thoughts. Secondly, I would say that we can also model that helps congregation is being charitable when it comes to things that are not first-tier issues. So when we go through the series on divorce and remarriage, I always try to make clear there are other people who disagree with me on this who 
love Christ genuinely, who respect the scriptures with all of their hearts, who are doing their best to understand this issue from, from the word of God, just like I am. And so when you model that kind of honesty and, and fairness and, and generosity and charitableness, that teaches a congregation how to respond on those, on those issues. Then when you're actually teaching through that issue, be sure that you don't misrepresent your opponents. And, and you know what I mean by opponents, just mm-hmm. someone who disagrees with you. I mean, state their positions fairly. State their positions as they would state them. And again, that teaches the congregation a reasonableness when it comes to these sorts of issues. Another thing I would say that we, we try to do as elders to help the congregation is in our membership classes, church orientation classes, the issues that we know are controversial, where we stand in one place and good brothers would stand in another place, we tend to deal with those things in that class, make mention of them before anyone ever joins us so that they're not completely shocked mm-hmm. when then we come to Matthew 19 or Matthew uh, 5 and we're talking about the, the issue of divorce and remarriage. They've already been exposed to our viewpoint on that. So all those things are sort of foundational to what then I believe we, you should see in the congregation. And what you should see in the life of the congregation is submission to the leadership and the teaching of the elders, submission to the truth taught from the pulpit. So that even if someone is sitting there who doesn't hold to the same position I do on divorce and remarriage, their attitude is still one of love and joyful submission, which is to say, I'm free to disagree with this. It's not, it's not a matter of orthodoxy. What I'm not free to do is undermine the pulpit and the life of our church. Mm-hmm. And that helps the congregation walk in unity. Mm-hmm. So I know already that, that while I do believe the vast majority of our church would agree with my position on divorce and remarriage, having heard it now twice, mm-hmm. I know we have people out there who don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. And we, we walk together in, in unity. But what we're not going to do is preach one thing in the life of our church and then practice something else because that doesn't speak of respect for the scriptures. If mm-hmm. I truly believe this is, is true, mm-hmm. now we have to behave in a way that accords with that truth, and our church is going to reflect that. So as a church member, my responsibility is, one, to be submissive to the things that are taught in a way that I don't, I don't sow division and discord in the life of our church. And I even think there's a sense in which when all the things are in place that I've talked about, you can have an admiration and a thankfulness even for teaching you don't completely agree with because you know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you were the person teaching, my attitude would be something like, you know, Josh, I don't agree with you on that, but I'm so grateful that you're someone who loves the Lord, who has a high view of his word, mm-hmm. who would not teach things haphazardly. Mm-hmm. So there are still things I can be grateful for, mm-hmm. even if I don't, don't agree. Yeah. So just so our listeners know that we do have several podcast questions on divorce and remarriage, so yeah. they can go back and listen to those if they want to. What concerns you about someone, though, who hears Matthew 19 sermon, you did a whole series on this, and they walk away and say, like, well, that's just not my view. You know, is there anything about that that's concerning, or is there an attitude there that, that, that really concerns you? Yeah, if uh, yeah if that's the that, attitude, yes. it does concern me, because it, it would indicate, I mean, the Lord's placed you in this congregation— with these shepherds, Hebrews 13, 7 and 17 comes to mind. We're recalled in verse 7 to imitate the faith of those who teach us the word of God. Verse 17 says we're to be submissive to them because they watch for our souls. Well, what that, if all the things are in place we've talked about, so you have faithful elders who are careful with scripture and they don't take these issues lightly, my goodness, I, I should give real 
pause and consideration of the things they're teaching me. Mm-hmm. So that kind of attitude sort of flippantly, well, that's just not my view. Yeah, yeah. Well, have you grappled with the evidence that was just presented to you? Mm-hmm. I don't care if you've heard a different view your whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you grappled with what you've heard? And then if, you ha- if you're grappling with it and you think there's a deeper level to the conversation, like I have questions that are unanswered, or I have objections that, I, that I'm looking to have answered, approach myself or you or one of the elders and say, can, can we talk about this? And even then, not with an attitude that's, that's combative, mm-hmm. one that's willing to be instructed. That's the right attitude. And uh, it, as I've said on that particular issue, there's no way to escape the gravity of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you hold to our view, which is more restrictive on the remarriage side, mm-hmm. there, there are heavy consequences mm-hmm. associated with that. But if you reject that view, there are heavy consequences associated with that. So no one can escape the gravity of it. And so when there's sort of a flippant, I just don't agree, mm-hmm. that is a problem. Mm-hmm. Because now I don't understand the, the weightiness of, of these issues mm-hmm. or my responsibility as one who's, who, who is to submit to those who watch for my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, those those are, are, are heavy-duty issues in the Word of God. Is there ever... A time when it's okay for someone to be in a debate with a, well, a member to be in a debate with another member about the truthfulness of what's being what's not being at all. Taught. Yeah. You're saying, well, I'm 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 just being a Berean. I'm just searching the scriptures to see whether these things are so. Is is there ever? Yeah, I'm grateful you you have that follow up, and it's a great follow up. Yeah, that's not appropriate at all. Uh, and and again, we set the trajectory for this in our membership classes. We talk about how to handle these sorts of issues. So no, this is not a matter to be debated out there among the congregation. It's the teaching of the, of the church. And so before you ever joined this church, we, we should have done a good job, and I think we have, of alerting you. These are some of the you know, second-tier issues that characterize this congregation. So what you don't do is join a church unwilling to be submissive to its doctrine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's that big of an issue for you where you can't joyfully submit and you know you disagree and you've studied the issue and all the rest, then this just isn't the church for you. If you can't be cooperative and, and encouraging... So, no, this is not something where someone ought to walk out there and be telling other people in the congregation, I, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Now, now you've got an attitude that undermines the unity of the church and the leadership of the church, and that's, that's, that's not a good attitude to have. Mm-hmm. So joyful um, submission to the teaching ministry of the church and uh, not being compatible or, or divisive. Uh, and if one does hold a different view, say on a third-tier yeah. issue like divorce remarriage, um, remarriage, <clears throat> than to um, to keep that to themselves and and, uh, and, yeah. and and not to get engaged in controversy with other members. Yeah, and don't you think, Josh? I think this is one of the marks of spiritual maturity yeah. is the ability to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're younger in the faith, you feel like anything you think needs to be voiced, mm-hmm. and as you get older, you in the faith, you understand if it's not edifying, if it's not helpful, mm-hmm. if it doesn't advance what glorifies God in the life of the church. I don't have to say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can be quiet about it. It's okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, that's a mark of good, mature church membership. Mm. When, I, when I can know what the issue is, and we've studied it together, I, I, I'm still not there, but what I'm not going to do is undermine the health and well-being of this congregation. Mm. Yeah. And so I'm happy just to keep that to myself, between myself and God. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported. 
So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.